Welcome to Fundamentals of Canadian Law. I'm Matt Shepard, and I'm not sure if I'm ready for a partnership or a reality check. Fortunately, Peter Kissick is here. He is the developer of our corporate law course at the Certificate in Law at takelaw.ca. Peter's also a corporate lawyer and the self-proclaimed angel of doom when it comes to giving advice on the real stakes of partnership to prospective business people. We sat down with Peter to talk about partnership here at Queen's University. Tell me about being the angel of doom. Yes, I think as a corporate lawyer, I sometimes feel like I am the angel of doom. I'm actually quite a nice, pleasant person, but sometimes I feel like I have to give, a, give out bad news. And I guess it arises when I see two people walk into my office and um, they may not actually be holding hands or have their arms around each other, but they will refer to themselves as good friends and partners. And I'm putting partners in quotes. I know people can't actually see that, but I'm putting it in quotes because I think most people believe that they are business partners because they're doing something in common together. It's a joint project and they have joined and they both own something to do with this. But as a corporate lawyer, people using the word partner gives me pause. It makes me somewhat nervous because lawyers see the word partner as being a very loaded term and having a very distinct definition. And when I say I'm an angel of doom, it's because sometimes I can see the negative aspects of calling oneself a partner of somebody else. So I think that's why. Two people, yeah. are, you said, are, are in a joint project together. Yeah. At what point do they cross this threshold from being two buddies doing a thing to yeah. becoming yeah. capital P partner? Most business structures, you actually intend to create that business structure. For instance, if I wanted to, to create a, a corporation that you and I would own, Matt, we would actually both agree to that and we'd actually have to take the positive step of filing a form called Articles of, Inso uh, of Incorporation. Okay. Um, there's nothing implicit about that, nothing implied. Nobody can suggest we have a corporation unless we have actually filed those, that Articles of Incorporation. We couldn't be in a joint venture together, which is another type of structure, unless we signed an agreement. Partnerships are funny things. Once you and I begin to carry on business in common with a view to, the, to a profit, and that's the legal definition of a partnership, we are each other's partners. So when do we cross that line? When the courts, Canada Revenue Agency, somebody who would pass judgment on whether we're, we are partners would suggest that we're carrying on business together, meaning we're making management decisions together on what we're doing. We both own the, the assets of the business together. We share the profits and most importantly, we share the liabilities. If you and I owned a house together in the Queen's Student District, would we be partners? If we were both, if we both uh, were, our names were on title, would that be a partnership? No, it's not. It's just a passive investment. We're not really carrying on business together. Okay? What if we owned five houses and we rented them out to Queen's students? Now we're making rental income. Now we're probably closer to being a partnership. What if you're renting out one house? Is that a partnership? This is where the law gets a little bit fuzzy. And so people want to be clear as to whether they really intend to be a partnership or not because it has very specific ramifications. 
it's possible, but kind of difficult to sort of fall into partnership. It seems to almost always require an explicit step of some sort. Usually it does, but it doesn't have to. Okay. So again, who's deciding whether or not you're in a partnership may not be you. Uh, and I guess we got we have to sort of take a step ahead to come back to whether or not we're partners or not and say, who would care whether or not we're partners? Probably somebody who feels aggrieved by our business and would like to sue us because of that. So if you and I are in an alleged partnership where we give consulting advice of some sort, okay, um, and we haven't actually said, yes, Matt and Peter are going to be partners in this, but we're working together on consulting opinions. And you have a specific client, and let's say you're busy that week when you're giving this consulting opinion, and perhaps you don't quite put the effort into it. You probably should have, and you render this consulting opinion to a client, client relies on it, turns out that it sadly wasn't prepared very accurately. Okay, so your opinion was negligent. It also turns out that Peter over here has all kinds of money and Matt doesn't have much money. That sounds about accurate. Uh, I'm not so sure about that. <laughs> um, but we'll go in this highly fictitious example that, 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 that I happen to have a lot of money. Would the person who, the, the client who feels aggrieved by this they would want to sue both of us. They would say, you guys are partners. Even though Matt rendered that opinion, he wrote that opinion that was negligent, you're working together. Therefore, you're partners. And in a partnership, anything that Matt does is Peter's work, and anything that Peter does is Matt's work. Or as we say from a liability perspective, we are each other's agents. So any contract Matt enters into is a contract of Peter. And any tortious action, any negligent act that Matt um, is responsible for is also Peter's. What does that mean? If Matt did something wrong, Peter can have liability. And since Peter has deeper pockets, that aggrieved client is more likely to come after Peter in that specific scenario. In that case, I probably don't want to be Matt's partner. If I am not Matt's partner, we would not have joint liability for this problem. What can Peter do in this case? Is there a way to proactively prove that you're not a partner kind okay. of once that claim okay. has been yeah. made? Okay. There is a, a business structure. I, I guess there are a couple of things that you can think about if you're carrying on a project with another person. It, you can choose to be partners. I mean, that's always an option. And if you're going to do that, then write an agreement as right. between the two of you that will lay out your responsibilities. And it would also say that if Matt renders a negligent opinion, Peter will not have ultimate responsibility for that and that Matt will, will indemnify Peter for any liability that arises. Okay. Alternatively, we could create a different business structure. One very common business structure that is the anti-partnership would be a joint venture. And a joint venture is where two people conduct a time-limited project, okay, uh, it's not an ongoing business per se, but it's a time-limited project, and they each have fully defined responsibilities, but they're like two halves of a whole, but they never merge, okay? So one joint venturer is responsible for X, the other one is responsible for Y, but they don't do anything jointly. Just collectively, when they add the fruits of their efforts together, we get this project uh, output. This is commonly seen, for instance, in resource development, uh, where one party owns the property that the mine's on, the other joint venture actually operates the mine. 
Okay? These two parties are not partners of one another. They incur their own liability. They pay their own expenses. So in, the, in their situation with Matt and I carrying on this consulting business, we could say we're associates. We could say that we're joint venturers. We have a, a loose contractual relationship, but we are not each other's partners. Right. Okay? The other alternative would be to incorporate. Okay. Okay. And then, well, I, I, this is a partnership conversation. Incorporation, okay. another time. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I think we've dovetailed nicely into some of the negative aspects of partnership, okay. too, because there are downsides to all this. Absolutely. Um, you, again, sounding like the angel of doom that I am, I'm going to start with the bad, but we should probably remember to come up with the, the, the good as well. Just because you operate in a partnership does not mean you're going to lose money in your house. Right. However, the downsides of a partnership, I suppose, are, 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 are this. You, since uh, you own all of the assets personally, you own the business personally, both partners do, okay? There's no separate body there that owns these, uh, these assets and liabilities. You own everything yourself personally. That means you can have unlimited personal liability for any problems that arise, okay? So if you do uh, something negligently and your, your partnership is sued, how is that judgment paid? Well, it's from the joint assets first, but then after that, that aggrieved uh, client or plaintiff can come after your personal assets. So you've got unlimited personal liability, right. not just for what you do wrong, but what your partner does wrong right. as well. And so that's one of the, the issues is if I were operating a sole proprietorship operating by myself, I'd have unlimited personal liability. When I got a partnership on the plus side, at least I share that liability with another person. But the downside is I'm not just responsible for what I do wrong. I'm responsible for what you do wrong. Right. Okay. So I think that's probably the single biggest problem we have uh, with partnerships. Um, I think another thing that arises when I, I mention the, the friends walking in and they're, and they're good friends and they're going to be, and they're going to be partners and they refer to themselves as partners. Sometimes people see the word partner as being equal or having equal rights or equal power. Um, sometimes they're motivated more on emotion than they are on, on, on pure uh, business logic. And unfortunately, I've seen people go into uh, fully intending for, uh, to, to create a partnership, um, make decisions that are based more on emotions and what they think the other person is going to do than an actual business, uh, business logic. In that case, all of a sudden, these two people who formed a partnership based on friendship are now faced with a, a harsh business realities. Sometimes that can cause um, far more friction than it would in any other type of business structure. Right. But just to back it up a second, partnerships aren't equal? Partnerships don't have to be okay. equal. So that's a good question. If you and I just started carrying on business in common, we didn't have an agreement, the law would say that everything's equal. You and I each would have one vote in the management of the company. We'd own the shares 50-50, the profits 50-50, and the liability 50-50. But partnerships don't have to be that way. You can form a partnership in, in any uh, um, you, you could form a partnership that deviates from that model if you so desire, so long as you enter into an agreement. So let's say that I am the wealthier person coming into this partnership and I can afford lots of the assets and things we need for our business. Maybe I should own 75% of that partnership. 
On the other hand, Matt, you're, I'm sure, will be doing all of the work. Maybe you should earn more of the profits. Right. Okay. So you can vary those terms as you see fit. And so that's one of the very good things about a partnership is you can image it as, as you, or you can structure it as, as uh, however you'd like to image it. And it does have that level of flexibility. So that's one of the positive things. That is certainly one of the positives. Um, uh, partnerships do allow for flexibility. They do allow two very committed people or three very committed people to have complete control over their business that you don't necessarily have in a corporate structure. Um, partnerships allow you to leverage complementary skills together where you got one person who brings financial knowledge and another person who brings marketing knowledge, another person who brings operating knowledge together, and then you can complement one another quite well. That's where a partnership would work quite nicely. Because you're not creating anything, what if this partnership doesn't work out and in a year's time you want to wind up or dissolve this partnership? It's quite easily done. If right. it's a corporation, that would take much more work. So there are absolutely some advantages of, of, of operating a partnership. It feels, though, like we'll call it the, the buddy partnership you described at the beginning. Essentially, it seems like one of the key takeaways from this is just take a beat, write things down before you start any kind of relationship with someone that's got some sort of potential partnership implication, even mm. if that's not your intent. That's, that, that's a very good point, Matt. One of the things that I will say to two people who come into my office and refer to themselves as partners, I will explain, well, this is what being a partner means, and if you still would like to be partners... What I would suggest you do is write out a partnership agreement in rough without my help before you begin business. And here are some of the things that you should think about. And I do that and send them away and to talk about these kind of things because I know that if there are some issues in the relationship, they will arise as they discuss these things on a factual level. Right. Better to find out ahead of time than sometime down the road. Sounds like the marriage workbook. Yeah, if only marriages were were entered into in the same way. Right. Yeah. Um, so I, actually that brings up an interesting question. I mean, are people who are legally bound, like say in marriage, are they kind of also, is that a partnership in a way in terms of fiscal regimes and responsibilities? If my wife and I start a business together, mm. will we be partners automatically? You're asking about whether or not, um, is, is a marriage by definition, a partnership, I think, is the question. And, and the answer to that in law is no, it is not. Okay, um, Just because if my name is on the, the deed to the house that my wife and I live in, legally I am the owner of that house. Now, family law blurs the lines a little bit, and they would say that my wife has an interest in the matrimonial home. That's not an ownership interest. It is a possessory interest that... Uh, would apply at a time that the marriage breaks down or the time uh, of, of death. So it's a quasi-partnership interest, but it's not truly a partnership interest. But if I'm carrying on a business, my wife is not my partner automatically. Right. Right? However, she does presumably have an interest in those assets that I'm owning personally, again, should the marriage break down or should, uh, or, or should I pass on. Right. One of the more interesting issues that arises in a partnership is if you and I were operating in a partnership and we, you know, life is going on merrily in our partnership and we're, or we're earning money and we own some stuff in this business and then I get, and then my, my wife and I separate 
And let's say my, my wife was uh, a stay-at-home spouse who didn't earn any income per se and didn't have as many assets in her name. We know by family law that there has to be an equalization payment between the two. Uh, so we t tally up the assets in the marriage. All of my business assets that I own jointly with you would be on my side of the ledger. My right. wife's going to say I'm entitled to an equalization payment of 50% of that. Sell those assets. I'm thinking you probably do not want that. You certainly don't want to be a partner with my estranged spouse. So these are some of the issues that can arise with marriage and partnerships. Right. Yeah. Um, for the record, I, I, often, I, I often ask my classes, so how do we avoid this eventuality from happening? And some student always says, never, never get into a partnership with a married person. But, you know, <laughs> that's not highly practical advice. Right. So... Um, truly the only way that this can be avoided is if uh, the, the partner's spouse uh, signs a, a marriage agreement or a prenuptial agreement, which is not always a very practical yeah. effort. And there are some very specific ways this can be dealt with in a partnership agreement that prob we probably don't need to get into here. But it does highlight the issue of that once you're dealing with – even though marriages are not partnerships – Spouses do have interests that are like partnerships in the assets that right. you might have use it for business. So, I mean, I'm still fascinated by the idea that you can just sort of unintentionally ease yourself into a partnership without really intending to. So I guess my key takeaway here is if I'm ever doing anything financial with somebody, I need to make an explicit decision at the outset. Is this a partnership or not? If it's not intended to be, take explicit steps to kind of avoid that slide and if it is, just start working on some sort of agreement and documentation right away. That is absolutely correct. If you do not want it to be a partnership and you do not want to incorporate, you want to create some form of contract, and I would call it a joint venture agreement, that says we are not partners and this is your highly defined role and my highly defined role and that's it. And also do not uh, appear to the outside world, any third party, like you are acting on behalf of your joint venture partner. Good. Well, thank you so much, Peter. Well, it's my pleasure. It's been a lot of fun. Thanks to Peter for joining us. If you're interested in corporate law, you may want to look into Law 204-704, our corporate law course, at takelaw.ca. Fundamentals of Canadian Law is recorded at Queen's University situated on traditional Anishinaabe and Haudenosaunee territory. Our theme music is by Megan Hamilton. She's also a staff member here at Queen's Law, and you can find out more about her music at meganhamiltonmusic.wordpress.com. If you like this podcast, rate it, recommend it on iTunes, tell a friend, tell an enemy. We appreciate it.